Thank you for downloading or streaming this message from Emmanuel Church. We are one church with multiple locations, and we believe God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're going to hear some practical teaching from God's Word that I believe will be inspiring and relevant to your life. First, though, if you haven't yet experienced Emmanuel Live, we encourage you to go to our website, eclife.org, to check out our service times and locations so that you can experience Emmanuel in person or through our online campus. If this message blesses you and you'd like to support the ministry financially, again, you can go to eclife.org and click on the Giving tab and choose Online Campus at your campus. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope this message will be an encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. Uh, whether you're watching in central Indiana or somewhere across the United States or even across the world, we want to welcome you. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads out there. We hope that your day is very special. You get to do some of your favorite things, maybe eat some of your favorite foods and spend time with some of your favorite people. Speaking of some special people, I have some special friends with me today, and I'm going to introduce them in just a moment. But before we do that, just want to make mention that today we're starting a brand new series called Numbered. And I want to dive in uh, and look at a prayer that King David prayed in Psalm 39. Let's look at that together. He prayed this prayer. He said, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us are but a breath. And then he says this, we are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And he closes the prayer like this. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. We're gonna circle back to that hope here at the end of our conversation. But I just wanna make mention that when you open up the Bible, you're constantly seeing these encouragements and these exhortations to, to think about how life is short, that life is brief. And it's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And today we're gonna to talk to a young couple that is basically confronting this truth. They're living through this truth. And they've agreed to share a little bit of their story with us. Um, now, if you don't know who this young couple is, uh, you've probably been living under a rock somewhere because their story has been all over the place. Uh, back on April 29th, uh, they decided that they were going to tie the knot and get married. And so at the young age of 18, as high school seniors, they got married. Here's a couple of photos from their wedding day. And uh, it was a beautiful day. They got married on Sadie's, uh, in, uh, on her driveway. And I had the honor and the privilege to perform that ceremony. And uh, what's amazing is that their, their story of love and struggle uh, has literally moved, I wanna say like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Their story has been picked up by uh, entertain, inside, inside uh, entertainment. Um, <laughs> um, their story has been picked up by the Indie Star, People Magazine, and even most recently USA Today. And so I'm so happy to be able to introduce uh, Chase and Sadie Smith. Will you give them a warm welcome? Well, guys, uh, thank you so much thank for being you. here today. And I just want to uh, share or ask a few questions and just kind of give you an opportunity to share your story uh, with us. So I'm just going to dive right in. Chase, I want to start with you. Um, I don't think many people know this about you, but by the time that you were 12 years old, you were a nationally ranked swimmer, 13th in the nation for the 100-meter butterfly, six-time state champion and record holder for the 100-meter individual med medley, the 100-meter freestyle, and three relays at Indian Creek Middle School. 
your sights were on the Olympics as a middle school student. And then in 2014, you received the diagnosis of cancer. Can you tell us, uh, tell all of us here, you know, receiving that type of diagnosis as a middle school student, that, that had to be emotionally tough. How did you find the strength to push through and fight? Right. Um, it was never, okay, this could kill me. I have, I have this much time. It was never about if it was possible. It was about how fast I could conquer it. And so um, that was what was the hardest for me um, because I was so in depth with um, my, my swimming journey at that point. Um, I was, I was 100% into my swimming. And, yeah, I mean, you're thinking um, you're going to be an Olympian. Yeah, you're just... yeah. And, and I was set up in a really good position that season. Um, to to accomplish a lot of a lot of goals that I had missed the year before, mm-hmm. so like this year was sort of like my bounce back year, and I was I was training as hard as I ever had, and taken a real role in my own training, and been like, all right, like I'm gonna I'm gonna reset the wrongs from the past year, um, and so when I was diagnosed. Um, it was in the middle of that season, and everyone in swimming knows that all your accomplishments comes at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. you, all, you always train for the end of the season. Um, and so with, then they tell you, all right, you gotta stop swimming now. You gotta go to the hospital now. You gotta have surgery now. You gotta uh, have chemotherapy now. You, you gotta forget about swimming right now and wow. just, completely reset your life for right now. Um, That was the biggest shock for me and the biggest heartbreak for me. Um, Putting those goals to the side and creating new goals and and hoping I can come back to them later, but maybe not. It wasn't a a fact of uh, maybe I can do this, maybe not. for my life, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to the doctors that we needed to get to, and um, I talked to ev- everybody about that first diagnosis and um, the the type of dif- the different person I was the first diagnosis compared to now. Um, I'm a completely different person. I was, I described it as just like tunnel vision bull mentality. Mm-hmm. It, it, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to befriend anybody. I didn't want to have fun. I didn't want to, mm. didn't want to do anything but get that goal done and be done with whatever I had been doing. And um, that took a, big strike on my heart and uh, my mind um, looking back on it because I didn't allow myself to grow as a young man and I pushed away a lot of a lot of relationships that I could have helped me Um, but it allowed me to cope in the right way to get through it so the initial the initial um, blow was just 
go, 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 put your head down and just grind through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that would for sure explain the, um, ex- explain how I was able to get through it with uh, such a tough mentality, I guess. Yeah. That's good. But, well, let's, Let's switch gears here and talk about your, your love uh, for Sadie. Um, it's definitely inspired so yeah. many people across the world. Um, how did Sadie first capture your heart and how did you know she was the one for you? Right. That's so, what everybody wants to know. Yeah. You're, all, I mean, you're 18 um, years old. And <laughs> so I met her um, through swimming. Um, we, we compete against each other every year. Uh, she's a she's a diver. I'm a swimmer. So, so we had just finished the practice and we're uh, putting our equipment up uh, to start the meet. And I walked by down by the diving boards and I was I was with my buddies and she caught your uh, eye. I, she caught my eye literally, <laughs> literally. And I was like, boys, we've got a cutie. And uh, they all they all just chuckled and. Um, uh, so we we, we uh, joked about it about the whole the whole uh, the whole meet and they kept going Chase get her number or something Chase I see you eyeing her look at try and go talk to her <laughs> so uh, eventually through the the meet I finally uh, I said something to her and ended up getting her number and um, after that we just started texting. Um, and the level at the conversations we were having and the seriousness and uh, the deepness of what she was saying to me and what I was saying to her, I knew it was a very different relationship yeah. and that it could go very far and very fast if, if we allowed it to. Yeah. Um, and it ended up luckily going that way and so. That's awesome. Yeah, after that, um, after our first date, we may have um, spent like one day away from each other after the first date, and then since then hasn't we haven't been without each other um, for more than a day um, since then. So that's awesome. It, it's been a it's been a great fast relationship. I guess. Very inspiring. Yeah. Sadie, let me switch to you. Um, you also were an incredible athlete in high school. Um, in fact, you were a diver. And I didn't know this about you, but you were a sectional champ, a three-time regional champ, Mooresville six-dive and 11-dive record holder, uh, academic all-state, three-time state finalists, 16th, 5th, and 3rd, all-state team, and the Mooresville Athlete of the Year. That's a pretty impressive resume um, uh, to, to compete with him. That's pretty awesome. Um, so you two first met I guess at an ice cream social between Mooresville High School and Indian Creek High School. What was it about Chase that stood out to you that um, you know, made you kind of be drawn to him and kind of know that he was the one? So actually a year before this year's meet, we faced each other every year. So we had an ice cream social at my school. Oh, okay. And I remembered him from like, we got a, a group picture and he mm. said, bring it in. And I was like, he's just, friendly you know Mm. so I remembered him and he caught my eye I was like he's a cutie so I tried to look him up on social media because you know that's how we connect these days but I didn't know his last name so the following year Chase 
talk to me, which mm. I would have never talked to anyone first because I'm shy, I guess. <laughs> so. And that's just, when he reached out to you. Yeah, and yeah. just like his kindness and his faith and he and was just so mature in life. She actually, um, a couple days after um, meeting her mom, uh, her mother uh, told me that she came home and was like, Mom, I met the dude from the ice cream social the yes. year before. He he talked to me, and, and we were <laughs> we we've always teased that that um, that it, it just had to be if I if I came back and and uh, it was a God thing that I was supposed to talk to her the second year. If if she couldn't find me the first year. It was a God thing that I, I found her the second year. Then. That's awesome. It was definitely yeah. a timing thing. Yeah. It's like God's time mm -hmm. when he wanted us to meet. That's great. Yeah. So Chase, going back like almost a year ago, your birthday, your birthday was on June 4th. Yeah. Uh, you were in my office with Pastor Cody. I, I know you remember that. Um, you yeah. were getting treatments. You had a bag of uh, chemotherapy with you, I believe. Yep. And um, I thought that you were in my office as an 18-year-old kid. And I thought you were going to ask the questions that everybody asks normally when they have something like this take place, which is why me, why is this happening? And, you know, help me deal with um, the fear that comes with having cancer or the fear of dying. And so I was kind of preparing myself to answer some of those questions. And mm -hmm. you didn't ask that, why me? You didn't ask, you didn't say anything about fear. In fact, I remember distinctly that there was a, an absence of fear not yeah. to say you don't have fear in right. life, but that right. day, instead, you, your question to me, uh, something I'll never forget, you said, um, I just want to know how does God want to use, use this in my life? You know, mm -hmm. what, what can I do with this? And it, it just kind of shocked me. And my, you know, my question is, how did you, there's so many people that are in their 30s or 40s or even 50s that are still stuck on why me and, mm -hmm. and they're afraid of dying. How did you get past those things to, the, to, to that next level? Right. Um, it, I don't know that it's, uh, I can pinpoint it on anything specific um, that I did growing, growing up that made me that way. Um, but I've always just been the, uh, the the leader in every scenario, I guess. And in order to be a leader in some some points, you have to be um, progressive and thinking the next thing, the next thing. Um, it, it doesn't allow you to look back and, and be thinking, oh, well, pity me, play the pity card. That, that, that just, it, there's no benefit to the group or yourself if you're playing the pity card. Mm, um, wow, that's powerful, that's good. And, and that's how I've looked of, about life um, since becoming just a, a known leader, being wanting to be the leader of the swim team, wanting to be the leader of friend groups and um, and just a leader in life, um, just wanting to push the envelope with my friends and my and the people I care about. You look at the downsides of life and what do you get out of it? Um, mm -hmm. 
a good 20 minute cry. Yeah. And it's gonna make you feel feel relieved for five more minutes, but you've got nothing done. Yeah. Um, you can get stuck there. A lot of people right. do get stuck in that level. Yes. That, you know, this is yeah. why has this happened to me, and they're you know, the pity, and it can be years there mm-hmm. for some people. So. And and so for me, I'm always just trying. Of course, I get I get in the spot where I, I have those minutes where I'm. I let those emotions out. They're there. I, I acknowledge that they're there, um, and then take a step forward. Notice that I'm leaving those feelings behind me, and seeing what I can do now mm-hmm. to make things better. Yeah. Or when I was saying I'm not afraid of death, or I'm not afraid of the, myself dying at this point, and I'm not afraid of X, Y, and Z. I just want to know what I can do best. Now. What your next step is, yeah. Um, it's because I had already processed X, Y, and Z, and I'm beyond that now. Hmm. And I want to know what, how can I make the next letters that I come up against the best it can be, and make it the best for the people behind me. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. Okay, I've got a few more questions here for you. I know that you, your family, your friends, many of you out there are praying for a miracle. They're praying for healing. You guys are filled with hope and you have faith in God uh, that he can do that. Um, I also know that uh, recently, you know, you've gotten some bad news. Uh, the cancer has come back with a vengeance. It's in your lung. Uh, it's in your back, your hip, your skull. And the doctors have said, hey, this is, this is like a three to five month situation here that you have left to live. That's pretty tough news. Um, after hearing that, and this is kind of maybe a question to both of you, what, what has even gotten clearer to you after hearing right. that from the doctors? Um, for me, um, it's, it, it's not taking a single thing for granted. Mm. Um, I'm a ginormous, um, relationship person. Um, my relationship with my mother, I'm a mama's boy. So that relationship, my dad, even though I'm a mama's boy, I, I have an amazing relationship with my dad. Um, my sister, my grandparents, obviously my wife, um, all of the relationships I have in my wife's family, um, my, anywhere from my bestest friends to the, the um, everyday friends to the every so often acquaintances. I take every one of my relationships so deeply and so mm-hmm. seriously. Um, because of knowing that I can't take these things for granted and wanting to tell those people my true feelings about them while I still can. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing is just being so genuine with your relationships and putting everything you can into them because I could have nothing else left in the world 
but those relationships and be the happiest man in the world. As long as I have those relationships, I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be smiling ear to ear. So that's probably been the clearest thing that has come to me is um, enjoying the small times with those relationships and absorbing them for sure. You're dropping wisdom on us today. I hope you, I hope you guys are listening to this. This is, this is absolutely gold. Sadie, what, anything for you, just since that prognosis, did anything come even more clear to you? So in my life, I've been taught to never ever give up and to mm-hmm. always trust God. And that's exactly how Chase is. So when I first heard about um, this, it was very difficult for me and for Chase, obviously, because we had just met and we knew that we were going to get married. And we took a minute and we sat down and we were like, look, okay, we're gonna pray every morning, we're gonna pray every night, and we're gonna put it all on God. And in the meantime, we're gonna enjoy every moment together. Mm. So we are just focused on right now and we're trusting the doctors and God for a miracle mm. and just praying every day. It's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of that, you guys have this little ritual that you do. You yeah. actually, so well, you, when, you share, share yeah, this. So this is for, for the married couples out there. This is so inspiring. Um, I, we, we, we normally, we try and wake up around the same time. If, if not, we'll wake each other up. Um, so every morning we wake up and um, we'll, say, we'll say a prayer. One of us will say the morning prayer and one of us will say the evening prayer. So we wake up saying a prayer and we go to bed saying a prayer together. And um, we started that um, even before thinking, even before like diagnosis, just wanting to keep our relationship strong with God and, and it's not just our relationship, it's with God too. Um, so good. But we've been able to intertwine um, the asking for healing and a miracle and um, it, it's given us that outlet to talk to him about um, my cancer path too every single day. So um, I've actually been able to share that with um, one of my buddies that's gonna get uh, married here soon. Giving out like, marriage he, advice, he was, advice he was already, like, I love he was it. like, I know, <laughs> I know you've been married a month, uh, but <laughs> is there anything you can give me? And I was like, I said, if you, if you can wake up every morning and go to sleep praying with your spouse, you'll notice an, an insane, amount of growth together um, that you wouldn't without it. So um, that's for sure my favorite part of the day, uh, without a doubt. Well, you may not know this, but there are folks watching here that you may have just saved their marriage and they've been married for 10, 15, you know, because, you know, they needed to hear what you just had to say. And that, if they do what you say, that'll heal their marriage. And so um, thank you for that. Okay, so this question is for you, Sadie. Um, you know, so you get this prognosis and four days later, you guys are getting married. We just saw the photos, amazing day. Um, go, let's go back to when he asks you, and then I know you, you had to ask for her dad's permission. Right. Good job, Thanks. did it right. Um, 
and you, you, know, you don't even hesitate, knowing that, this, the, the, that there's this huge potential that you're stepping into an incredibly difficult situation uh, with a likelihood uh, that Chase is not gonna live very long. How, how do you just, just, without hesitation, just go, yep, I'm in. Ah. Okay, so after our first date, I went home and I told my mom, that Chase was my soulmate. I knew it wow. from the first date. Wow, so, how about that, first date? <laughs> so from there on out, um, me and Chase like had had deep conversations and um, just our relationship escalated and it felt like we had been dating way longer than we had. And we discussed getting married previously um, to when we actually did. And I actually interrupted him when he brought it up about hey, you know, I think we should get married. I said, I know what you're going to say. I'm all in. So, so just knowing the man that Chase is, mm. it is a blessing to have him in your life, mm. no matter what. And I would never pass up the opportunity to marry him. That's strong. That's strong, my dear. <laughs> I mean, I hope my wife would be able to say that about me. Uh, he's just a blessing to have in, in her life. Maybe she would, um, but the, that's incredible that you'd be able to say that about him. Um, so, so good. So, um, Sadie, your dad, I, I think I heard him on a video, one of the video interviews, he actually said that um, it's his belief that, um, that God has allowed, you know, this cancer to take place, uh, in part at least, to be able to get your message out to the world. And here you are, you know, you're, you're being interviewed by USA Today and Inside Edition and all these different news outlets. And here at Emmanuel now, broadcasting to all of our campuses and our online campus with reach, you know, across the country and the world. Uh, this platform is yours. What, what, is, uh, what would you say your main message is that you'd like to share with everybody right. listening right now? Um, we've, we've, um, we've, we've had a lot of... Or we at the very beginning of, of all these interviews, when when the Indie Star first came to us, and um, we sort of started started to see interest in our story. Um, my my mom came to me, and to both of us. Sorry, not just to me, to both of us, and asked, um, "Is this?" are these interviews something you guys want to do? Like, are, are you willing to throw your story out there and, and start talking about your story? And, um, and I had been through a lot of um, interviews through my cancer journey, and I was, I was sort of hesitant because once you throw your story out there, a lot of people uh, feel... Um, entitled to you. Um, and I just didn't want that to happen to our personal relationship and um, put our relationship in a bad position. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I don't know, mom. And she looked at me and she said, Chase, you have been talking about wanting a platform mm -hmm. for, for your message and, and for God and, and you talk to Pastor Danny about this, and I, th I just think it could it could potentially bring you a lot of um, eyes and ears. And I was still a little shaky, but I was like, 
There you are again, Ma, spitting facts. I, I got, <laughs> Moms I, do that. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to you. So um, I went on with it, and um, we did that first interview. And right before the first interview, uh, we were thinking of like how I could tie our message in with the message I was trying to get out, and um, and, and so I was, I was able to. Um, come up with the the power in which you can love and the power in which you can um, take care of someone else and care for someone else and um, be with someone else um, while believing in God is so much stronger than without him. And when you have God in the center of any relationship, not just a marriage, um, a brothership, uh, um, with your mother and you, your father and you. Mm -hmm. uh, a relationship built upon God is the strongest relationship mm -hmm. you're ever gonna get. And with our relationship, there's no way it could have grown as fast as it could have, or as fast as it did and as strong as it did if it wasn't of the core, at the core God. Yeah. Um, so we've just been, we've been trying to get out the message of no matter what relationship it is, if you can get God in the core of that relationship and walk through him, not just the two in the relationship, but the two in the relationship plus God, it's yeah. not a, it's not a two way relationship, it's three. If mm -hmm. you can have that three way relationship, mm -hmm. anything in that relationship is possible. Mm. So good. Yeah. And we discussed that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and we, we, we um, so I was talking about some of the conversations we were having the very first couple of days of meeting her, she was saying like, she was talking about how she wanted it not to just be her and her husband. She wanted it to be her, her husband, and God. And once she said that to me, it was like it—it was—it was over for me. I knew, I knew it that it, she was the girl. So she was the one. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, so it is Father's Day weekend. And um, we've talked a little bit about your, your mothers and mothers are phenomenal. They're awesome. They keep, they make life work, right? Um, they take care of us, provide for us, shape us and mold us. But today is, uh, this weekend is Father's Day weekend. Um, is there something that you'd like to say to your dads, uh, a message that you'd like to give them? There's lots of dads out here listening right now. They're hanging on your words. I know I am. Um, just something about the, the role that your dads have played and just a message that you want to give them on Father's Day. Both of you. Go ahead. Okay. So um, my father has taught me from a very young age to always just to trust in God, live a faith-based life, mm -hmm. and to just never give up, like mm -hmm. I said previously. Mm -hmm. And so his drive and his... Um, work ethic has always inspired me to mm -hmm. become a better person in his faith in God. Him, me growing up in the church and mm -hmm. just everything. He's been nothing but a good role model to me growing up. So That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, 
my father is to me was the the sole producer of my passion in Christ. Um, he was the one who planted the seed in me to um, be as strong of a Christian as I am now. Um, so I I cannot thank him enough. And to all fathers, like you, you can do that with your kid too. Uh, it doesn't need. It doesn't always have to come from a pastor or um, someone from the church. It can come from someone in your family uh, talking about God. And and my dad, he was always playing worship music in the car and um, making reading the Bible fun for me and. Um, at a young age, he, he just, he really uh, installed a great foundation uh, of God in me, and I could never repay him. I mean, that's the ultimate gift of having the gift of God. Um, so I, I can never repay um, my dad for being able to do that and uh, install that into me as a young age. So um, that's, that's awesome. for sure. And to add on to that, so our fathers have had a deep connection um, since the day that he asked my father for his blessing. And my dad actually teared up when Chase had asked him for his blessing because he knew and told Chase this, that there was no one better for his daughter. And our dads both have a very competitive nature. Um, they're both coaches. And so that has rubbed off on both of us as athletes we are today. And their faith and just yeah. sports, their interests connect. So yeah. that was really neat from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be friends for yeah. the rest of their lives. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, this has been an absolute delight just to sit here with you and talk about your journey, your struggle, your how God is working in your lives, the things that he's showing you and teaching you, the wisdom that you've shared with us today. Um, and you guys are wise beyond your years. And I know there's many people out there thinking, gosh, they're 19 years old, 18 years old, and <laughs> they're yeah. way, way past me and my faith. And, and that's okay. That's good. That, that's inspiring to us, you yeah. know, to, to put Christ at the center of our relationships so yeah. that we can have strong relationships and to, to never waste a day of our life because we're not right. guaranteed that. And, uh, you know, uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Thank I'd you. like to pray for you right now yeah. and, then, uh, uh, and then share a little bit with everybody here as we close out. Can I do that for you? Yep. Heavenly Father, thank you for the time to spend with Chase and, and Sadie and, and just talk about their journey and, and the struggles and the high points and some of the low points and the things that you've taught them and sh the things that you're showing them, uh, the faith that you're developing in them. And God, thank you for this opportunity for them to share the things that they have learned and are learning with the rest of us. Um, right now, I want to take this specific moment in time to pray, uh, to pray over them and ask that you, would, that you would perform your will in and through them, whatever that might be. God, from our perspective, we would love, absolutely love for, for Chase to be completely 100% cancer free. And so we pray that, we ask for that. You tell us to ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. So we ask for that. 
we also know, God, that sometimes you have a different plan and that you do things in a way that sometimes we don't understand. And so, God, whatever it is that you wanna accomplish through Chase, through this young marriage, uh, I pray that that would be accomplished. I know in part that was done today, that they were able to share the message that you put on their hearts to make, to make Jesus, to make Christ the center of their relationship. And so, uh, for, Father, I just pray. I pray for your will to be done through their life. And I just, uh, I ask that you'd continue to give them and their entire family the strength to move through these next few months of their life and to take every single day and put their faith and their trust in you. Give them the courage and the strength that they need. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. Mm-hmm. Now, as we wrap up, um, you know, there's, there's a, something I shared a few a few weeks ago in our distractions, uh, disrupted series, we called it disrupted. There is a, a passage in Romans chapter eight. And I wanna go back to that passage because I think it's relevant for today. I'll show it on the screen here. Romans chapter eight, it says, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, meaning heaven. And, um, but he says, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. Right now, that's the condition of the human race. We're, we're under the bondage of sin and suffering. And so that produces groaning. And then he continues and says, but we too wait with eager hope. And if you remember earlier, I talked about that hope in Psalm chapter 39. We wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including, I love this, new bodies that he has prepared for us. So as believers, we put our faith in Christ. And I'm talking to everyone out there today who's listening and listen to Chase and Sadie's story. Um, as believers, we have this, this future hope that when this life is over, there will be a next life. And in that next life, we will receive totally restored bodies, bodies that uh, are cancer-free, bodies that you know, don't break down. Uh, but it's not just our bodies, our physical body. It's also our emotions. Our, we'll be all healed and put back together. It's also our relationships. It's, it's a total restoration of all things. And that's the hope that we have if we have faith in Christ. And so in the next verse, the Apostle Paul says these words. He says, we were given this hope. What hope? The hope that in the next life, everything will be restored, including our bodies. When we were saved. So we receive this hope in our life when we put our faith and trust in Christ. Both Sadie and Chase have done that and they live with this hope that even though this life is difficult and right now they're going through a tremendously hard time battling cancer, they carry within them this hope that they received when they were saved. My question to you today is, do you have that hope? Do you have faith in Christ? Um, Do you live today with the hope that in the next life, when you pass there, because you will, everybody will, you will spend that, that, uh, that part of your life with Christ, totally restored, receiving a new body. If you haven't done that, I would encourage you to put your faith in Christ. Jesus Christ has died on the cross for our sins. He's made it possible for us to have this hope. He's paid the penalty for our sins. And if you trust him and reach out to him, put your faith in him, you can receive that hope today. So I'm gonna say a simple prayer. It's a prayer of faith. I do it every weekend. These guys can probably say the prayer with me. Um, But it's it's a prayer of invitation for you to step into a relationship with God 
and put your faith in Christ. If you'd like to do that right now, I'm just gonna say a simple prayer. Take these words and make them your own. Will you pray with me? Say this to Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for taking the penalty of my son, for washing away all the guilt and all the shame in my life. Thank you for your grace. I receive it today. I put my trust in you as my savior. Fill my heart with that hope that one day all things will be restored. From this day forward, teach me to love you, to obey you, and to honor you, and to not waste a day of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, our church would love to put a box in your hands. It's a, we call it our saved box. Uh, we were saved within this hope. We were saved. You just saw that word up there. If you just prayed that prayer, we'd love for you to text the word saved to 65248. Uh, give us a little bit of your information and we will send one of these to you in the mail. Inside of this box, there's a Bible to kind of get you started on your journey with Christ. There's some instructions in here on how to get connected to the church and a small group. It talks about baptism. And there's also a special mug in here as a gift from us to you. So if you text the word saved to 65248, we'll send one of those to you. Again, guys, um, absolute joy to be Thank with you. you today. And you made me cry. You've inspired us. You've made me want to trust in God more. Thank you. And uh, I just can't thank you enough for this blessing. Can we give these guys a hand right now? Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And uh, we'll just, we'll pray one more time and then we'll be dismissed. God, again, I just want to thank you for Chase and Sadie, for the blessing that they were to us today for their parents that raised them to be the blessing that they are today. I pray that your favor would rest upon their life and that you would perform your exact will through them. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Bring a friend.